0: to another episode of Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chase and usually at this point of the announcement I will toss over to the awesome Chris Fisher but he is not here this week Wait, he's not here on an Unfiltered? That's like, like, I can't even comprehend that but it's true Chris is not here. He is on his way back from the Empire State, beautiful New York as he uh, did some awesome stellar coverage and if you haven't checked out his vlog and his adventure. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Chris Fisher. But we have a great show this week. We are back. I keep saying we, even though producer Matt isn't here, he is part of the we because he was able to compile and get us some great clips to talk about this week. And I do use the term great loosely. Unfortunately, there's been some just terrible tragedy, especially to our fellow Americans that are down in Puerto Rico right now recovering from a very nasty hurricane. But that is not all happening this week. We also have clips that touch on North Korea and Russia, especially what's going on with the healthcare situation and hacking and cyber. And that's what we like to do at the start of an unfiltered show is we like to cyber. I like to say, hey, Chris, ASL buddy. But uh, you might have heard about this. So obviously... There's been some connections with Russia and in trying to involve themselves in the 2016 campaign. They did a huge, like, just push in many different areas. And one of the areas that they pushed into was Facebook. And uh, at first, Facebook didn't have a lot of information to share. And then all of a sudden, they had a lot of information to share. And so here's a, a clip about that.
1: In the Russia investigation, Bob Mueller is now zeroing in on some key tools like Facebook and it looks like he's using a subpoena or warrant to make Facebook cough up more than it gave Congress. Now, a search warrant suggests Facebook was used for some kind of crime, but Facebook's corporate message is always to claim that it's neutral, that it's just a platform where people communicate and share, which may sound
0: neutral, but it's not. Well, it's definitely not because obviously Facebook is a business and uh, sometimes when ads are purchased they don't really care where it's coming from as long as it's hitting their bottom dollar because obviously facebook is a huge platform obviously thousands millions of businesses use facebook to get out their message and a lot of these processes are automated and probably they love that sweet sweet cash because there's nothing neutral about helping spread lies. that makes
1: you part of the problem and remember Neutrality was also Facebook's first defense for how it pummeled users with pro-Trump fake news during the general election. Here are some of the stories with the highest engagement on Facebook in late
0: 2016. So, so obviously these are stories that may not be, you know, collaborated, that don't have proof, if you will. But what happens is these are pushed out there by many different groups, right, to get their message out, uh, to push the narrative that they want to push. So, yeah, let's, let's take a dive in that.
1: A false claim that an FBI agent tied to Clinton was found dead. That never happened. Another about Clinton selling weapons to ISIS didn't happen. And the most popular was
0: the false claim the Pope endorsed Trump. You guys, you guys remember that one? <laughs> and then, like, immediately afterwards, it, it, was, it was found out that uh, that didn't happen. I, I, think, I think part of the problem that we, we have going on here, especially with Facebook and really with anything is we're being lazy and not checking and fact checking and and double checking these stories that we see. We really need to kind of dive and learn the truth. And unfortunately, sometimes we're in that bubble and it's it's a it's a catchy headline, right? You see the headline, it, it triggers you. It, it makes you feel all angry or sad. It, it gets you polarized and then it gets you to share those stories and get get these things going. So obviously, Facebook, I wouldn't say necessarily failed to stop this fake news push, but it, it's a lot for Facebook to handle. A lot of this stuff is like algorithm, and then they said, you know, of course, they threw more people at the situation. And, and it's one of those things that you just got to, uh, you know, take a step back, analyze the data, and figure out what's going on. So. And other news, I mean, we're going to go all over the place, but one thing I, I definitely want to talk about, and I, I alluded to this at the top of the show, is the unfortunate crisis that is happening in Puerto Rico. Uh, there was a time, now it's down to 95%, if that's a victory, but there was a time when the entire island of Puerto Rico did not have any power. And it, the, the island, if you if you look at pictures and video, it is completely destroyed, and uh Here is a little bit, uh, kind of a, a rounded update about what's going on there. I
2: was just talking with some of the folks who live here in Old San Juan, and there is growing frustration that they are not getting the help that they need. Basic necessities like food, water, and fuel, they are still severely lacking. Power is still out for most of the island, and that is causing some real issues for folks. You need gasoline to be able to run generators, and there's not a lot of generators on the island, but those that have them, that's how they are able to cook, run uh, fans, be able to uh, cook and clean as well around their homes as they try to get this recovery effort underway. There are long lines for just about everything, and you can see these lines, folks have been waiting as long as nine hours just to fill up on $10 worth of gas, and these lines, they will stretch for as long as a mile or more just to fill up on that little bit of gas. Now, across the the territory, there is a severe uh, lack of the water, the food, and just the help to be able to clear roads and debris from people's homes were destroyed. That's what folks are looking for. I spoke with the governor earlier this morning, and he said help is on the way. It is being delayed, though, because of those gasoline shortages. They can't get trucks out to help clear the roads in a lot of parts of the island. They still can't get out to to see just how bad the damage is.
0: actually it's not, it's not just that i mean they they actually have the the personnel and the drivers to help deliver the 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 very vital food and water to get out to citizens but the problem is, is they can't even get a hold of these drivers to get them there i mean it is in terrible shape out there on the island right now obviously the the white house and the trump administration got a lot i mean and they're still getting it today that they're not doing enough Um, Obviously, there is a huge naval hospital ship. I think it's the Mercy, I believe. I could be dead wrong about that name. But there is a huge naval hospital ship that is going to be arriving uh, near the island here in a few days. There are many, many ships uh, that are trying to deliver items to the island uh, territory. Part of the problem, though, that I've been hearing about is this Jones Act. And I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but it was... Put in place after World War I, uh, we suffered heavy losses as, as a nation. And so this act was basically put in place to help reinvest into the country, to help uh, not encourage, but to require between two American ports of call, for example, that it has to be done by an American ship and it has to be done by an American company and that sort of thing. And there's been some criti- uh, criticizing going back and forth about the, why it's not been waived temporarily for Puerto Rico, that it has been for Texas and, and Florida. And there's also been some criticizing about the, the response. But there is response. There, there is stuff happening. Obviously, right now, we kind of kind of keep a, a distance here and kind of observe and figure out what is really the truth here. And that is, right now, people need help, okay? They need water. They need supplies. I say, and I, I heard from one of my uh, coworkers about this, Every state should send, what, 500 or maybe 1,000 National Guard troops, get them down there, start rebuilding some vital infrastructure, get bridges back in place, and let these awesome engineers in our arms forces help our territory get back on its feet. I, I think there's too much politics in play right now, especially when you saw some of these tweets come out from the president talking about, you know, their financial situation and just things that are not that important right now. There are people's lives at stake, terrible conditions, terrible heat, and it's something that you know we really need to kind of keep in the back of our mind, because at the end of the day, it's about you know helping, helping our fellow Americans out. So let's switch gears a little bit. We're, and like I said, we're going to be all over the map on this. We don't have a nice kind of clean way of, of doing things. We're going to you know, think of it as a potpourri edition of Unfilter. But did you hear about the good news today? about saudi arabia because yes it's and true. just
3: into fox news from our sister network sky
0: news in the united kingdom hear this oh wait 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 is it is it uh peace in the middle east is it is it uh finally trump was able to broker deal with with north korea and uh, the nuke no no it's it's something important but nothing that big
3: saudi arabia has just announced it will allow women to drive
0: cars for the first time ever you know what's sad about this? This shouldn't be breaking news. This should be a normal thing. But hey, good on Saudi Arabia for trying to break down those very, very strict religious laws and cultures. And hopefully there's not a lot of strings this attached to this. This will begin
3: in June of next year. They've offered many different reasons for not allowing women to have driver's licenses. Some saying that men might not be able to handle women driving cars next to them. <laughs> and one cleric claiming... That driving harmed women's ovaries.
0: Not true, of course. Yeah, because, you know, you know, Shep knows all about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Shep. But it's true, though. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous for us to hear those things, but it's it's true on that side of the world. I mean, obviously, we have to respect, uh, you know, other people's cultures and religions. But, man, come on. Let, let women drive. I mean, come on. Some guys can't even drive. Believe me, I vented about that on this show. Many, many times. You know, speaking of women, let's talk about Hillary. Hillary thinks and she believes women were bullied into not voting for her. And we've talked about Hillary so much on this show, and she's a great topic. And she doesn't like to take responsibility of losing the election. You know, obviously she lost. People did not vote for her. Now, granted, I know we're going to I don't want to get into the whole electoral college popular vote argument, but in the places where she needed to win, she did not win. And so obviously she's been finding different reasons. Some may be valid, some not so valid. But here's one reason why she thinks that she didn't win the election. This is what you call a controlled pause there. (laughs) I didn't think there was a in the there we go, here we go. Suburbs.
4: that could have only happened if I had a big vote from women Republican women independent women a week later two, uh, 11 days later I win the Philadelphia suburbs by 13 points I needed to win by 18 points to be able to counterbalance the rest of the state that wasn't just me that's how Democrats win Pennsylvania in presidential campaigns it stopped my momentum and it hurt me particularly among women and I have so much anecdotal evidence for this. And now researchers are starting to pull some of this together.
0: Researchers. OK. What are your vague sources, Miss Clinton? But you know, she won't quote those. It's just people. Those, those experts, right? Those experts.
4: You know, all of a sudden the husband turns to the wife. I told you she's going to be in jail. You don't want to waste your vote. You know, the boyfriend turns to the girlfriend and says, she's going to get locked up. Don't you hear? She's going to get locked up. I mean, all of a sudden, it becomes a very fraught, kind of conflictual experience. And so instead of saying, I'm taking a chance, I'm going to vote, it didn't work.
0: I, I, I don't know if I believe that at all. I mean, sure, I believe that happens in certain situations where, you know, you have a, a terrible you know, relationship or, you know, the, the, your, your spouse... On either side, male or female, will will vote with their significant other because maybe they haven't been following the election or what's been going on. But I don't really believe that the numbers were that strong, that high, that would turn an election like that, or at least voting within a state like that. I mean, you would need a huge number of people, a huge number of women to do that. But whether Hillary likes it or not, guess what? Women did vote for Trump. It happened, because Trump would not have been elected if that didn't occur. But instead, she doesn't want to uh, take responsibility. And and she has in little ways, but uh, overall, I mean, you know, in her book and, you know, coming down on Bernie, (laughs) you know, all that stuff. I mean, come on. All right. So, remember back a, a week or two ago when the Democrats sat down and, Maybe had a coffee or, no, maybe it was Chinese food. I think it was Chinese food. They had Chinese food with Mr. Trump and they were talking about DACA because right now, you know, that's kind of in the air, right? So they sat down and they, they announced, hey, we struck a deal. Guess what? Things are going to be good. And obviously, Republicans were not very happy about that. Well, here's a little bit about that. Tonight, Chuck Schumer
2: and Nancy Pelosi report striking a deal of sorts with Donald Trump at dinner at the White House. But now the White House is disputing at least part of that deal. President Trump has been falsely reported to have made a deal with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi to extend the debt ceiling and fund the government for three months. The false part of the report is that it was a deal. It was a surrender by Donald Trump. He did not make a deal. He simply accepted what Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi offered that's not a deal. If you walk into McDonald's and the price of a Big Mac is listed...
0: All right, and he's going to go in and, and try to give an analogy. That, that That's great for him. Uh, <laughs> but I think what it was is Trump didn't want uh, the Democrats to basically spike the football. And so he got, obviously got pissed off about that. And, you know, obviously he went out and tweeted about that. As of right now, there, there's nothing in place. Now, the debt ceiling did get extended. Remember, you know, they just... They signed the bill. There was nothing attached to DACA or anything like that. They basically punted and pushed the the ball down the field until the next situation arises when we need to uh, obviously worry about the debt ceiling. Did you hear Roger Stone said that he believes that the DNC hack was an inside job? You know, Seth Richmond, maybe,
5: perhaps? Computer science seems to indicate uh, an inside job. So I don't know whether the DNC was hacked. I don't know whether at all I don't know that it was hacked by Russians Uh, and now on the basis of this report I tend to believe that it was an inside job meaning the data was downloaded to say a thumb drive and spirited out of the of the building. I would point out that Craig Murray who is a British diplomat has said for the record that he received information from the DNC on a thumb drive. And passed it to WikiLeaks.
6: You and the president still communicate. Have you said anything to him about what you plan to say?
0: I would say that's mildly plausible for sure, especially with what happened with Seth Rich um, and you know the DNC emails and and obviously that whole situation. So I, I would say it's mildly plausible. I, I do think though that Roger Stone here is, yeah, you know, maybe pulling a little bit. Uh, some of those common talking points saying, oh, there was no Russia involvement, no Russian hack, that sort of thing. But just something to keep in the back of your mind. Here today. Have you spoken with him at all about this testimony? I
5: have not. I'm not even sure that he is aware that I was testifying today, although he may have read it in today's Washington Post. Are you speaking
7: to the Uh
5: I, I We have no information on that. There is no current schedule to do so. The I would certainly be willing to do so. On a voluntary basis, I would require no immunity. I would welcome the opportunity.
8: You what
0: goes to... Well, I think you would welcome it because he doesn't really have much to share. <laughs> That's what I think anyway. Pardon me?
5: Have you heard from a I have not. When was the last time you spoke to the president? Recently. I'm, I, I, I'm going to decline to characterize it. It was not about this investigation.
2: Are there any tense comments today or anything like you walked away feeling like uh, just tense or anything
5: that made you uncomfortable? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. There were certainly some partisan clashes and maybe some disagreements, uh or I would say some differences of opinion, but nothing that made me uncomfortable. Uh i you know I'd prefer not to. I I I don't think that members of the committee by some of my claims, but they have no evidence to the contrary.
0: Well, unfortunately, neither do you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you're you're repeating the, the same, you know, situations that have been... I mean, the same talking points that we've heard from all the news outlets over and over again, and that's something that some of these guys like to uh, kind of keep and bear in mind on, for sure. Let's, uh, let's kind of dive uh, in a little bit deeper into North Korea, because... There is definitely a huge, I don't know if you would call it a, a trolling match or just a war of words right now. And you got both sides really just amping things up. Obviously, the North Korea testing more missiles now than ever, shooting them over Japan. And it's one of those situations where, you know, I don't think anybody here wants to see something get out of control. But this comment... From our president, definitely didn't help things. Just
8: as the founders of this body intended, we must work together and confront together those who threaten us with chaos, turmoil, and terror. The scourge of our planet today is a small group of rogue regimes that violate every principle on which the United Nations is based they respect neither their own citizens nor the sovereign rights of their countries. If the righteous many do not
0: confront the wicked few, then evil will triumph. Okay, so far, you know what, I'm in agreement here. Okay, yes, we, we can't let this stuff happen. We, we, we wanna be peaceful and we wanna be cool with everybody. All right, I'm with you so far, Mr. President, keep going when
8: decent people and nations become bystanders to history the forces of destruction only gather power and strength no one has shown more contempt for other nations and for the well-being of their own people than the depraved regime in north korea it is
0: responsible for the starvation by the way uh, what you're seeing on the screen there that is the uh Korean uh, or the North Korean uh, representative there in the UN uh, sitting there
8: deaths of millions of north koreans and for the imprisonment torture killing and oppression of countless more we were all witness to the regime's deadly abuse when an innocent american college student otto warmbier was returned to america only to die a few days later. We saw it in the assassination of the dictator's brother using banned nerve agents in an international airport. We know it kidnapped a sweet 13-year-old Japanese girl from a beach in her own country to enslave her as a language tutor
0: for North Korea's uh, unfortunately, what the f- president fails to remember, or maybe he hasn't been told, is we do a lot of these things, too. I mean, obviously, what North Korea does is is really nasty and bad, but we're not perfectly clean and, and angels here either. Uh, but that being said, you know, right now, the president's on the podium. Spies, if this is not
8: twisted enough, now North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles... Threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life It is an outrage that some nations would not only trade with such a regime But would arm supply and financially support a country that imperils the world with nuclear conflict No nation on earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and
0: missiles all right. So, so far, things are fairly OK. Nothing. I mean, yeah, we're, he's trying to make us sound like we're the best in the world and we're definitely not sometimes. But, you know what? Yeah, we, we don't want nuclear war. We don't want mass quantities and loss of life, that sort of thing. So, yeah. okay, So far, so good.
8: The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but you totally destroy North Korea. Uh, uh,
0: come on, man. That is not how you'd be uh, you know, diplomatic, right? I mean, everybody knew that in the back of their head. But I don't know if you say that in front of the U.N. General Assembly. I'm just saying. Rocket man. Oh, no. Oh, you're come on. Come on, buddy no
8: is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime the united states is ready willing and able but hopefully this will not be necessary that's what the united
0: nations wait wait i'm sorry wait i gotta back that up what, what was it what was it called again this will not be necessary that's what
8: the united nations united nations Yeah, close enough <laughs> Is all about. That's what the United Nations is for. Let's see how they do. It is time for
0: North Korea. It's not just they. You're a part of that too, and and you know, Mr. President, your 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 message here is, you know, you talk about, you know, you you don't want this war. You don't want bad things and. And all that, and then all of a sudden, you you result the name calling. You say you're going to wipe North Korea, you know, basically off the face of the earth. Those are not things that I don't know. You say in the UN, I guess. You know, it's just come on, come on, Mister President. You had me. You 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 were close, Uh, but here is uh, an actual response from the great leader Kim Jong Un in responding to what Mr. Trump has said and tweeted and that sort of thing. UN this week,
3: get comfortable for this one. In a statement to the Korean state news agency, he said all this, quote, I am now thinking hard about what response he could have expected when he allowed such eccentric words to trip off his tongue. Whatever Trump might have expected, he will face results beyond his expectation. I will surely and definitely tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard
0: with fire. What beyond his expectation means, we cannot be sure, but the North Korean... Oh, Brywy, you've speculated in the past before. Now you're stopping? But, all right, fair enough. We'll continue. Foreign minister
3: who's here in New York for the General Assembly, uh, warned the South Korean press corps tonight this, quote, it could be the most powerful detonation of an
0: H-bomb in the Pacific. Could be, he said. <sighs> you know, this needs to stop. I mean, seriously. Now, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, maybe a, a part of me is hoping that this is all uh, for a, a show, you know, as in, you know, behind the scenes, there's actually, you know, really in-depth, good talks happening. I'm, I'm trying to remain optimistic here. Uh, but, you know, obviously the the comments uh, from the president, I don't think it really helps in the public face of this situation. Uh, the uh, The North Korean foreign minister had this response.
9: Competing displays of national resolve. In North Korea's capital, a citizen's rally against the United States. A massive, choreographed march. While in the skies near North Korea, U.S. Air Force B-1 bombers and fighter escorts like these flew farther north over international waters than at any time in almost 20 years. And we can't have madmen
8: out there shooting rockets all over the place. competing.
0: Now... To be fair, we shoot rockets around, too. Uh, You know, we we test them all the time. Um, However, we don't typically fire them over, you know, enemy countries, usually. Like, if we were testing our missiles over North Korea, that's probably not a good idea. Uh, North Korea testing their missiles over Japan, not a good idea. But let's continue.
9: Rick continued, too. In Alabama Friday night, the president said he contained Kim Jong-un's nuclear threats.
8: Little rocket man.
0: <sighs> Come on. Now, I have a theory that I was going to bounce off a, a Chris on this. And maybe I'll bounce it off you guys. You guys can let me know in the, in the hate that I'll get in the chat uh, or in the comments at some point. And that is, do you think that our president... Uses these names, you know, like crooked Hillary and the failing New York Times and Rocket Man, and and giving these labels to things because maybe he doesn't remember, it doesn't really maybe fully understand it, and then he correlates it to a, a catchphrase. I, I I don't know. I mean, his 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 nickname stick, no doubt, and they help get him a lot of play, and it helps gets us talking about it for sure. But in a diplomatic. Situation that is required here. I mean, so we don't go to nuclear war. Throwing out names like Rocket Man or Little Rocket Man, it's it's not cool. I mean, it's it's just not professional. But then again, you know that's why he's there because people didn't want your atypical politician.
9: We we're gonna do it. Because we really have no choice. Today at the United Nations, North Korea's foreign minister lashed out, calling Steve President Trump DPRA mentally deranged, claiming the president's insult.
0: That's, that's an insult on a professional level, even though these name callings, it doesn't help on either side because it just, it helps get uh, our president pissed off.
9: Insults make a rocket attack on the U.S. mainland more inevitable. Escalating words experts call dangerous. The more he belittles Kim Jong-un, especially on a world stage, um, the more Kim Jong-un has to respond to show that he won't be disrespected and that he won't be um, underestimated and he won't be intimidated. Still another military display, this time in Iran, where the Revolutionary Guard unveiled a new ballistic missile capable of reaching Israel. NBC's Ali Aruzi in Tehran.
2: This latest test sends a strong signal of defiance to President Trump straight from the North Korean playbook less than a month before the Iran nuclear deal has to be certified again. A risky move that could backfire
9: the president responded to iran's test on twitter saying not much of an agreement that we have the president has until mid-october to tell congress if he believes iran is in compliance with the nuclear deal if not new sanctions can be imposed he has said he's made up his mind but has not yet disclosed his decision jose
0: kelly o'donnell thank you very much and thank you very much kelly so lots of back and forth and uh, you know we've equated to some immaturity. Some are equating it to a kindergarten fight.
9: President Trump appears to have come up with a new strategy for dealing with the North Korean leader, name calling, and it seems he may have settled on a particular favorite, that being Rocket Man.
8: You can't have madmen out there shooting rockets all over the place. Rocket Man should have been handled a long time.
0: Do you hear that crowd reaction? Now, obviously, this is his his supporters. I I believe he's uh, probably speaking at one of those uh, political rallies that, by the way, I don't even want to get going on that. I mean, I think it's way too early to start, you know. That being said, he's at one of his rallies, and he's appealing to his base, and he gave it a label, and he heard the reaction, and that's why it keeps continuing.
9: Time ago... The Russian foreign minister has urged the U.S. and North Korea to end their provocative exchanges in favor of a crisis prevention dialogue. Sergei Lavrov was speaking at a media briefing at the U.N. General Assembly. Caleb Maupin reports.
10: In Donald Trump's United Nations General Assembly speech, he referred to Kim Jong-un as Rocket Man and talked about the possibility of totally destroying North Korea. Then there was a response from North Korea's leader. Kim Jong-un said that Donald Trump was mentally deranged. He called him a rogue. And he used the Old English term dotard uh, to refer to Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump has shot back and referred to Kim Jong-un as a madman. Now, as these heated words and accusations and threats are being exchanged, the Russian foreign minister was taking questions from reporters at the UN headquarters in the press briefing room, and he touched quite a bit on the crisis on the Korean peninsula. It's
2: unacceptable to silently watch North Korea's nuclear test, but it's equally unacceptable to start a war on the Korean peninsula. China and Russia will continue to insist on a more reasonable approach in contrast to the emotional one we see now, where they behave like children fighting each other in kindergarten and nobody can stop them. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, It's true. I mean, right now, it it doesn't feel like cooler heads are prevailing at all. I mean, you, you definitely feel it with North Korea ramping up more testing. Uh, you know, testing off their uh, their missiles or you know their bombs inside mountains, and obviously shooting them over Japan, and and then the name calling back and forth. This this is not productive. But Lavrov is is right. They is this is like kindergarten. It's necessary to cool those hot
2: heads. We need a pause. We need dialogue. They need golf.
10: One thing that was raised is that from the beginning of the crisis, Russia and China have had a joint proposal for what they call a double freeze. They've called for South Korea to end its provocative military exercises. And in exchange, North Korea would end its nuclear proliferation and its provocative missile tests.
0: All right. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe if South Korea said, all right, we're not going to test anymore. We're, we're, we're not going to, you know try to be provoking anymore. We're just going to defend ourselves, set up our little defense, and, and that's all we're going to do that North Korea would stop. No. The North Korean uh, nuclear program has been ramping up consistently. And I don't think it's going to stop any time soon. But here, uh, here's our final clip. Uh, good old Jim Acosta. And uh, he's not painting a, a pretty picture for us. People And
7: let's turn to North Korea because we just heard Brian Todd's report. Uh, I mean, it is building up to this sort of doomsday nightmare scenario. Uh, obviously, we don't want to even consider the possibilities that uh, that North Korea could detonate a hydrogen bomb over the Pacific, but that is what they're threatening. Uh, what, what do you make of that threat coming from the North Koreans? Do you think that that is bluster? Is, is everything that we've seen this week between the president, Kim Jong-un,
0: is it all bluster? By the way, on a technical nature, there is too many crawls right now. A crawl, by the way, is the, you know, the text that is going from the right to the left on your screen. Too much information overload. Uh, but I digress. Uh,
7: or is there something, something serious here that Americans should worry about? I think that we should
11: be concerned, and I think that we should be concerned that this this escalatory rhetoric between the leaders of two countries that have nuclear weapons uh, is slipping very quickly into something that could become very dangerous for the planet. And
0: again, if he detonates... Dangerous for everything, not just the planet. People, animals... Yeah, it's,
11: it's terrible. It's a- Hydrogen bomb into the atmosphere. That's why we had the atmospheric nuclear test ban in nineteen sixty-three between Khrushchev and Kennedy. It that when that happens, Strontium ninety is carried with the winds. Uh and it goes down into the ground, into the grass, cows the grass, and it goes into the milk of the children. Does the U.S. have to the consider,
7: Does the US have to consider a military option at that point if North Korea carries out that threat? No, there is no military option. None.
11: If we take a strike at North Korea, it could very quickly escalate into the deaths of hundreds of thousands or millions of people in South Korea and in other countries in that region. The only answer is to go to final sanctions on the North Koreans. Right now, we are not cutting off the oil that goes from China
0: into North And the, the problem is it's it's China and it's it's a little bit Russia involved here too. And the other thing, too, is I I know maybe our president isn't worried about maybe a nuclear missile heading towards us or an IBCM or something like that, or ICBM, excuse me. But there are a whole bunch of just—they call it dumb artillery—that is sitting on the border between North and South Korea. And there's no way—I mean, there's so much pointed at the South and at Seoul, which is very, very close. I mean, it's a lot closer than you guys think that there would be a huge loss of life, huge. Maybe, you know, obviously it's it's one of the things where maybe it might not hit us personally here in the States, but it will hurt. It, it will hurt so many thousands, millions, potentially on this. North Korea,
11: we are not cutting off the revenues to go from slave uh, wages into North Korea. The cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, which they are using uh, to uh, supply funding for their economy.
0: Okay, all right. You need to stop right there, Mister Ed Markey. You leave Bitcoin out of this because I this is this is where I, I I feel like sometimes politicians lose a lot of credibility is when they try to bring in other things that they don't like that don't really have any kind of relation to the situation, and they try to spin it into the situation uh to uh, uh, oh we need to get rid of these you know uh you know encrypted apps like telegram because that's how the terrorists are winning and oh yeah we got to get rid of this bitcoin because you know we can't track it you know because we need to know what everybody's doing all the time that's the kind of stuff that makes people like you and me turn this stuff off because there's always another game going on right there's always some sort of side game going on and Obviously, he has. He doesn't like Bitcoin. Maybe, maybe he's pissed off that he got out too soon. <laughs> maybe. Uh, uh, but hey, uh, you know, obviously, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about uh, you know the Russian ads and, and, and jumping into Facebook. But there's a possibility that Mark Zuckerberg might have to testify in Congress over this.
12: Welcome back. You're watching The Beat. Breaking news on the Russia meddling investigation. And this one's a big scoop by our friends at The Daily Beast, who are reporting Russians appear to have used Facebook to push pro-Trump rallies in 17 United States cities. The group, quote, being patriotic, is the first case of Russian provocateurs successfully mobilizing Americans over Facebook in direct support of Donald Trump. Here's a look right now at your screen at the Facebook page promoting an August flash mob rally.
0: All right, look look at this. By the way, uh, it's a screenshot of Trump, you know, giving the thumbs up uh, in front of the state of Florida's flag, and on the left there is Hillary in an orange jumpsuit behind some bars. So obviously, this group being patriotic, you know, and the whole Russian thing, you got to realize something they're they're just they're just um, you know uh, what's the word you know baiting their the supporters into these things just because based on the imagery. Be, based on the message, you know, lock her up and that sort of thing. So they're just, they're just playing into that crowd. They're just, they're, they're, they're adding fuel into the fire. Does it make you feel differently now knowing that there's a possibility that, uh, Russia was paying for this stuff? I mean, does it, does, I mean, honestly, how does that make you f- personally feel, you know, I, for me it's tough because you know you you don't know who's funding these things, right? You know, you see these uh, political action groups and huge money. We 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 see it all the time, right? You know, you know. We see it all the time, right? Especially in legitimate legal groups trying to push a cause, right? So now you're seeing foreign entities doing it on Facebook because it's so easy to impact a large number of people with relatively few dollars, right? So something to consider.
12: Late ...in Florida, complete with Hillary Clinton behind bars. The group organized more than a dozen pro-Trump rallies in Florida during last year's election. And the leader of the Senate Intel Committee is demanding answers.
0: So are
8: you satisfied with Facebook's level of cooperation with the committee right now?
7: I think what I am, I'm interested in what all the social media platforms... Uh, know about uh, activities on their platforms by specifically funded by russians and i believe that that's something that's worthy of an open hearing and i plan to uh, move to that sometime in october
0: you know what if you're gonna go there if you're gonna you need to open this up to everything right and then then how far do we go down the rabbit hole how far do we go? All right, well, I want Facebook to tell me about everything with Russia. Then I want Facebook to tell me everything about, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton. Then I want Facebook to tell me everything about Chase. You know, it's at some point, where, where does it stop? Senator,
6: just with members of Facebook coming to the committee. I think
0: I think it will be an invitation to a lot of folks
7: on the social media platforms.
12: They found ads being paid bought for in rubles by some Russian accounts. There's gonna- Rubles?
0: Oh my gosh, what if it was a Russian citizen that just wanted to advertise? Oh my god, they used rubles?
12: will be a lot of questions, and one big one, will Mark Zuckerberg be called to testify? My goodness, this story is getting more and more twisted.
0: <sighs> it's not that twisted. Facebook is a company. Another company, another place, put in ads. Now, is there anything illegal about that? That's obviously for the lawmakers to decide. However, you know, Facebook talks about their moral standards, but you know, they 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 want as many people using their platform as possible. They want as many people spreading ads and likes and putting their buttons everywhere as much as possible. You know, remember, you're the product when it comes to social media, right? And so if you're if you're using it, you're a product of it. Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, right? So let's do uh, let's do one more clip, uh, and then I, I, I want to talk to you patrons because this week I opened up the sack to everybody at five dollars or more per month, and I got a lot of a lot of great uh, responses from that. But one of the things I, I did want to talk about real quick is health care, and there was a last-ditch effort, and as of when we're recording this, there was a last-ditch effort by the Republican Senate uh, to push a deal through uh, that would basically repeal Obamacare, uh, the Affordable Care Act, with something new and different, Uh, and this was called the Cassidy-Graham bill. Now, as of right now, they don't have the votes, it's not going to happen, because after Friday— they can't use that budget reconciliation rule, the pass something over 50 votes. They will need at least 60 unless they change some of the rules. Uh, but one of those guys that said no, remember, gave the thumbs down, Mr. Senator John McCain, uh, also said that he would not support this bill.
8: they reporting tonight from Dallas. This is hour number two of our week long expanded special report.
0: How long can you have a special report, by the way? I'm just, I'm just asking.
8: The big news today out of Washington, Arizona Senator John McCain living up to his maverick reputation again tonight. He says he will not support the latest effort by his Republican colleagues to get rid of Obamacare. That could be the fatal blow to the measure as you look at the votes. So now what? Chief Congressional Correspondent Mike Emanuel is live on Capitol Hill tonight. Good evening, Mike.
3: Well, Brett, good evening. Senator John McCain once again dealing a devastating blow to Republican health care reform efforts, saying he can't.
0: And by the way, I, I feel like they're kind of going after the senator here a little bit because obviously he he did shut down the, the first version. His, his vote was pretty much the one deciding factor. In this scenario, there were a lot of senators that were basically on the fence, if not no, on this bill. Uh, the... The the bill writers were trying to entice, you know, like Alaska and, and Maine by giving them kind of some sweetened pots in this bill. So it, to put it all on McCain is really unfair to him. Um, it wasn't just McCain, but right now it's, it's uh, you know, with the president kind of bashing on McCain over this, Uh, You're now starting to see it happen with the news outlets as well.
3: i in good conscience support the Graham-Cassidy bill. McCain saying this afternoon, quote, I take no pleasure in announcing my opposition. Far from it. The bill's authors are my dear friends, and I think the world of them. I know they are acting consistently with their beliefs and sense of what is best for the country. So am I. A key member of the Senate Republican leadership says the concept of allowing states to innovate
2: is smart design solutions that better fit their populations. This is consistent with the way that we think we ought to be approaching this issue, and I'm hopeful that we'll still have a path forward. But certainly uh, Senator McCain's uh, announcement uh, is is not helpful to that end.
3: Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer said, quote, John McCain shows the same courage in Congress that he
0: showed when he was a naval aviator. Don't spike the football, Chuck. Come on, man. Stop. I mean, if you're going to spike the football, fine, I guess. But but, dude, I mean, don't do it every time because it's pretty blatant.
3: I have assured Senator McCain that as soon as repeal is off the table, we Democrats are intent on resuming
0: the bipartisan process. Part of that is true, by the way. There was a kind of a bipartisan thing happening before this kind of last second deal, and that got canceled. Uh, I really think the only true way that we're going to get out of this health care mess and situation is if we do have a bipartisan situation where we... As ge- uh, I almost said, General McCain, Senator McCain said, you know, we needed to return to general order. We need to return uh, to a sense of, you know, going across the aisle and working together and stop being so polarizing.
3: With McCain and Kentucky's Rand Paul hard no on Graham Castle, no. the Senate would now be split 50 50, meaning Republican leadership cannot afford to lose another Republican senator.
0: To Well, guess what they did? Uh, which is, you know, Fortunate and obviously unfortunate if you are a huge hater of the Affordable Care Act. I mean, there are huge flaws with it, of course. Uh, personally, I am not up for just dumping it for the sake of dumping it. I, I think we need to have a, a, a solid, comprehensive solution. Is single payer the answer? I don't know. Is an overhaul of the bill an answer? We definitely need one. Uh, it's one of those situations where I, I think personally... Uh, there's something to benefit going across the aisle coming together having a good plan and this is where this is where i think the president is making a huge mistake i mean he can come in there he says he's a deal maker right well bring together come together bring bring your you know the republicans and democrats together and come up with something solid i mean he actually you know remember back in the campaign he he went to bernie's back and you know he said you know look what hillary did to bernie Bring Bernie in and say, hey, you know, Bernie, I, I want to work with you. I want to work with McCain. I want to work, work with you guys, and let's do something. Because I know the president is desperate to have a positive mark on the column as far as passing legislation in Congress. And I think that's one of the ways to do it, right? I, I think so anyway. But now I want to take this time and opportunity to say a big thanks to all of you supporters over at Patreon. slash unfilter because thanks to you guys we're able to do this awesome awesome unfilter show again I want to give a a quick shout out to producer Matt thanks buddy for pulling these great clips together this week Uh, but really if if, I mean we could pull clips but you know if you guys didn't support us there then really it, it it wouldn't matter. So I, I do want to say thanks for supporting us over at patreon.com unfilter. And guess what? Thanks to you guys, I decided, since I'm running solo, to open up the sack to all who contribute to the show at $5 or more per month. And I'm just going to head down the list. These are brief notes and questions and stuff. But hey, Baker the clerk wrote and says, hey Chase, I'll be super quick. Thanks for pulling double duty tonight. I'm thinking... That Trump's NFL tweets are just a distraction. Possibly from the North Korean saber rattling. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know what? That's something I didn't even touch on. Um, And maybe there was a clip in there and I missed it, Matt. But, uh, yeah, you know, the whole situation with uh, the national anthem, a very, very polarizing topic right now. And uh, I think we need to take a, a pause and listen And listen to the people that are protesting and not standing and ask them why and genuinely listen. And you'll, you'll find out in a lot of situations and cases, it's not because they don't like our military, far from it. They love our military. They, they love what they do for this country. It's not about that. And just, just take a moment. If you know somebody, don't argue and just calmly, calmly listen and, 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 and just learn from their perspective why someone is protesting this situation. <sighs> sir Charles writes in and says, Hey Chase, the NFL was one of the bastions of American culture and now even it has been tarnished with politics. What's next? Well, I hate to break it to you, sir, but uh, it's it's been involved. Uh, the U.S. politics has been involved in many sports at many different aspects you know, baseball, when it comes to antitrust situations and labor disputes and other sports, you've seen it a lot. It is there. Deathminder says, hey, Chase, I appreciate you taking the controls and going solo tonight so we can have a show this week. Respect. Thanks, buddy. Matt C says, hi, Chase. We'd love to hear your takes on the CNN healthcare debate. And the president's UN address, does funding and training rebel groups to overthrow governments count as respecting the sovereignty of all nations? You're absolutely right, Matt. You know, when we're, you know, secretly trying to overthrow governments and try to influence things and yeah, yeah, obviously it's a lot of hyperbole or, you know, we're very hypocritical as a nation in some ways. I will say we are, you to hear my thoughts about the president's UN address, about Some things were were very solid and good. Name-calling, not so good. Flexola writes, And hey, Chase, since it would be awkward for you to say... Oh, boy. I got to read this whole thing. I should have previewed this. It would be awkward to say it to yourself. I'm going to take this opportunity to plug the petition to bring back Geek Gamer TV's show, Geek Gamer Weekly, by signing a petition. He put a link there. Uh, But seriously, you're great at what you do, and I'll always watch more. Be well, P.S., I bought a shock mount. Yeah, he uh, was on one of my streams, and he's like, how is your mic not making noise as you hit it? shock mount does all the awesome stuff. Martin writes in, hi, Chase. Great to hear you manage the controls while Chris is out of town. I always look forward to my weekly doses of Unfilter, and I hope you guys get to your Patreon goal and give us even more top-notch content Keep up the great work. And we got a couple more here. Vera Tuna says, hey, Chase, don't worry, buddy. We've got your back. I'm glad Unfilter running this week is running this week because, boy, oh, boy, it's been a knee-shaking week. Trump turns out to be a neocon after all with his speech and the U.N. and his incendiary tweets that followed North Korea also going on the offensive with rhetoric building up the tension. We didn't talk about this uh, in Germany, and Angela Merkel gets in. She she did win her re-election, uh, but with the lowest support for her party since the elections began. Seats being given away to nationalists. How will she make a functional government now, relying on the Greens and the pro-business party? By the way, parliamentary-style government. I kind of love it because it kind of forces uh, you know these groups to kind of work together. Uh, he goes on to talk about oh, and I hope you do find time to look at the doom-ridden prophecy that is Morgan Freeman on a team to investigate Russia. Oh yeah, I saw that clip. Uh, of which one has <laughs> you got experience? It's a, it's a, an interesting clip, and you really just can't make it up. Thanks for ste- offering the step up and do the show solo. Really neat unfilter in these historic times. E5IW writes and says, Hi, Chase. Thanks for keeping us informed even when Chris is away. I'd like to know what are your thoughts on Eric Clanton, and Tifa bike lock assailant professor. Is this a case of Internet trolls run amok or do you think he is guilty? I've seen some evidence that would influence me to believe he is guilty and seen very little disputing these facts. I'm not decided one way or the other. Good luck with tonight's show. You know, E5, I haven't seen a lot of stuff. Probably seen, seen, seen the same stuff you have. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, but it doesn't look good. And finally, I don't know if Xan or Xan writes in, Hey, Chase, thank you for stepping up to the ta- challenge and doing it without Chris. Hope nothing blows up. Cheers. And guess what? Nothing did, right? Yeah, you guys know. If you want to be a supporter, head on over to patreon.com unfilter right now, club 33 is usually where I read the sack from. But hey, don't worry if you can't support us there. We have many different levels. The $5 or more per month is the sweet spot where you want to get in there and uh, support there. Because if you do, we can keep the show going and rolling. We're just a couple away from 600 of you guys from all around the world. So I I, I definitely want to say a big thanks to you guys who support us there. Now, it wouldn't be a proper unfilter, if we uh we didn't end this show on a high note and we we do have a high note this week if if you believe it here is our high note for this week did you know by the way that there are more and more you know states legalizing marijuana and there's a chance that las vegas might really turn into the amsterdam of the west
6: now that marijuana is legal in Nevada, some residents and tourists are facing a dilemma, where to smoke it. Hotels and casinos prohibit public consumption. Clark County, which covers Las Vegas, is considering weighing options that would open the door for pot lounges, where
0: people can light up. This is uncharted territory, and no one's done it before. You know, Colorado tried, but hasn't really been successful. So this is a thorny issue. No one is naive to that fact. Ah, uh, 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 weed thorny. <laughs> I get it. No, it, you got to realize that, you know, while it's legal in all these states, there's no legal place to actually consume it. The only place that you're legally allowed to consume these, um, these products is in a private home. You can't do it in a, in a, um, a smoke bar, you know, those, those private clubs. You can't, you can't do that. And so obviously, Las Vegas being the entertainment capital out there, they want to get in on it, and if they can make this happen, oh boy. Um, so we have to do it right. State Democratic Senator Tick Sagerbloom sponsored... Wait, is that his name, Tick? Tick Sigerbloom. I love your name, buddy, but we're back it up a little bit.
6: Senator Tick Sagerbloom sponsored a similar statewide bill earlier this year, but it got struck down by Governor Brian Sandoval, who remains staunchly opposed. I think it's way too early to be doing something like that. I think it's important that we continue to see how the sale of recreational marijuana evolves. Segaloom says the issue will likely be decided on the local level. Well,
5: I, I think of it as word. He's concerned that it's going to bring publicity to our industry which they might in turn uh, bring the feds in. I mean, we've always been viewed on a national level as the place where people experiment with things like this.
6: POT has only been legal in Nevada for around three months, and after a meeting on Tuesday, the Clark County Commission decided it won't issue any decisions until later in the year, citing no reason to hurry along the process. In Las Vegas, Andrew Kraft, Fox News.
0: Thanks, Andrew Kraft of Fox News. So there you go. There's this week's Unfilter. I can't find our normal outro music, so I'm going to leave you with this music. I, I, I do want to say a big thanks again to producer Matt for really gathering some clips this week. I, I do want to say a big thanks to Rakai the Beard for helping me, things get, uh, helping me get things set up here in the studio. And I, of course, want to thank all you guys listening to The Sound of My Voice or watching this stream if you want to check out what chris is doing and his awesome vlogs head on over to youtube.com slash chris fisher don't forget to follow the network on twitter.com slash jupiter signal you can also check out his tweets uh, by the way chris's tweets at chris l-e-s if you want to check out my stuff follow me on twitter at nunes n-u-n-e-s yes i give twitter free product of course and if you want to check out my geeky and gaming stuff head on over to geekgamer.tv i also have a a discord where you can check that out ggtvdiscord.com and yes jupiter broadcasting also has an awesome discord community as well we'll be back here next week same bat time same bat channel with mr chris fisher but again, thank you so much, you guys, for letting me into your homes or cars or ears, wherever you are. And you guys have a stellar week. Stay safe. And don't forget to listen to your fellow neighbor. Have a good one, guys.